Don't touch that dial. You're listening to Board Games FM, your daily dose of tabletop gaming discussion on Anchor. Now, welcome your hosts, Jeremiah Isley, Scott Firestone, and AJ Skipstad. Hey everybody, this is AJ Skistad saying welcome back to Board Games Daily. Today we got a lot of awesome stuff coming your way. We're going to talk a little bit about some of the games we've been playing. Uh, Scott's game night is Tuesday night, mine is Monday night. Maybe even Jeremiah will jump on board and tell us if he's been playing anything. But we also want to tell you a little bit about what had been happening at Gen Con. No, we did not go to Gen Con, but we certainly did follow it to, to find out what games were being released, what was hot, what was, what was not hot. And so we're going to be doing a little bit more uh, coverage on uh, what happened at Gen Con. So just stay tuned because we got a lot of awesome stuff coming at you today. Check you later. You can be more than just a listener. If you're listening via the Anchor app, you can be a part of the discussion by using the voice message feature. Don't just sit on the sidelines. Download the app and join the conversation today. Hey everybody, it's AJ again, and I'm just going to talk about some of the games I played with my game group on Monday, uh, tell you what I think about them. The first game we played was Orleans. Now, I played this several weeks back with the Trade and Intrigue expansion. Absolutely loved the Trade and Intrigue expansion. It was not mine, however. It was Jeremiah's. Jeremiah took it with him when he left, and so last night we just played the base game. The base game is still great. It's still a fantastic Euro. It's actually my favorite Euro that's been released within the past five to six years. It's, I think it was released in 2014, and um, it had been over in Europe for some time before that, but it, but but the time that Tasty Minstrel uh, got the rights to it to print it over here, it was 2014. It's a great game. You're drafting workers from a bag. Um, you don't know what workers you're going to draft. You can only draft so many at a time unless you build up the amount that you're allowed to, to draft throughout the game. Um, and then you're going to be placing them out on your own player board to begin to initiate actions. And you have to load up each action with several different workers. So sometimes you can initiate an action on one turn. Sometimes it takes you two turns to uh, load up an action space. And then you begin to do things on the board, which is gain points, go up on different tracks that allow you to add more workers and do more things. And, uh, and essentially you're trying to gain goods, uh, people, and one other thing, one other thing. Oh, put out these trading posts for points at the end of the game. And it's a solid game. It is so good. It is, it's got this really Euro look to it with these <laughs> like old style Euro. When you think of like Puerto Rico and, and uh, Castles of Burgundy where it's kind of blander colors and, and not as pretty of a board game to look at. That's what I think about Orleans. And that's kind of what the draw is for me to it as well. It looks like that older style. So played Orleans, absolutely love it. Um, if you haven't checked out Orleans yet, check it out. It's a great game. We got to go back into the dungeon with Descent this week. Um, we picked up where we left off at, at the interlude uh, from the base campaign book. So this is an older game now. If you're familiar with Imperial Assault, then you're kind of familiar with Descent. They are very similar. It's like a dungeon crawl. And uh, one person plays the Overlord, and the other people play uh, the Heroes. Now, there's an app for the game now, just like Mansions of Madness and Imperial Assault and many other games, 
where the the overlord can be played by the app and everybody can be played by the heroes. We still have one guy in my game group who loves to play the overlord, so we let him play it. We had a good dungeon crawl. We ended up winning the round, um, and it was just the heroes ended up winning the round. It was super fun. Absolutely loved Descent, and finally we got to the table. Ticket to Ride. Now, I absolutely love Ticket to Ride. I've loved this game for a long time, but it started to fade on me because of just how simple it was and how repetitive it was and how many times I'd played it. Because Ticket to Ride's been out for a long time now, and I've been playing it for a long, long time. However, a couple years back, they came out with the UK and Pennsylvania expansion. It's a dual-sided board, and both of the games are completely different. PA is way different than the UK version, and both of those games are way different than any of the base versions. And so I absolutely, I, I, I have to say, if you don't like Ticket to Ride anymore, it is worth it to get the Pennsylvania and UK expansion. It breathes new life into the game. You will play it more often than you imagine. Um, with, the, with the Pennsylvania expansion, what you're doing is basically adding stocks to the game. And there's about 10 different stocks, I think, from like the B&O Railroad, Pennsylvania Line, Reading Railroad, or Reading Railroad, and, um, you know, Western Maryland, all these different stocks. And when you build certain trains, you can take stocks that are associated with that route. And whoever has the most of each stock at the end of the game is going to get a certain amount of points. Now, some stocks are worth more. So if you have the majority in the Pennsylvania Railroad, uh, you're going to go ahead and get like 30 points at the end of the game. The person who has the second most amount of the Pennsylvania Railroad is going to get 21 points. And then the person who has the third amount, fourth amount, and so on. Now, that's really cool because it means you don't have to be the majority owner of every railroad to get points for them or the stocks in them. So the points for the stocks, you can come in second place or third points place and still get points. So you can try and balance out which ones you absolutely have to have the majority in and which ones you don't want to have the majority in. Pennsylvania Ticket to Ride is awesome. Now, I'm not going to talk about the UK right now because I did not play the UK the other night, but the UK version is just as good. I mean, this expansion is, I think it's like 40 bucks because it really totally recreates the game in such a way that you are going to play it many, many more times. Check it out. Ticket to Ride, Pennsylvania and UK. That's what I've been playing. Stay tuned for what Scott's been playing. Stay tuned for more Gen Con info. Check you later. Hey everyone, Firestone here with Board Games Daily, powered by TheologyOfGames.com. Going to talk about my game night last night, but first, I'm going to talk about a game that my son and I finished this weekend. We got about halfway through um, Freedom the Underground Railroad by Academy Games. I talked a little bit about that the other day on Board Games Daily, and then so we were able to finish the game. We didn't know what we were doing at the beginning. This was our first game, and so I started seeing some things we'd done incorrectly, and suboptimally and I thought oh well we're just gonna lose and as we were playing I was just waiting for that to happen waiting for that to happen and it wasn't happening and so finally uh we get down to it and it, it was obvious that there there are a number of ways you can lose the game um, one of them being if you lose x number of slaves and then you have to put another slave onto this this board then you've lost the game you win by freeing 
X number of slaves. This is all dependent on the number of players in the game. Freeing X number of slaves and then surviving the round. And what happens at the end of the round is slaves come off the ships and go to the plantations and ones that can't be placed into plantations because there aren't spaces for them are quote-unquote lost. And that's one of the ways you can lose the game. And so I knew this was basically going to be the last turn. Either we were going to win or we were going to lose. And so we were trying to figure out how to do it. And then I ended up having to run to the store. So I get a text from my 10-year-old. Um, and he says, Dad, I figured out how we can win. And so while I was at the store, he was downstairs working through all the things we could do to win this game on this turn. It was so great. It made me so proud. So I come home and he just says, okay, Dad, if you do this and this and I do this and this, um, we will win as long as there's a dice roll at the beginning of the game. And that could have messed us up. Turns out it didn't, but it was close. Um, so man, it was tons of fun. I mean, it was the last turn. The board for lost slaves was full. If we had had to place one more slave onto that board, we would have lost. So we saved all the ones we needed to, and we survived the, the round by the hair on our chinny chin chin. And we won. It was super fun, super challenging and super satisfying. So freedom is a good co-op. We'll try it again, but, um, it was a lot of fun. So last night, played a couple games, played WearWords with, uh, I got the deluxe upgrade because I already own the game. I just did the upgrade pack. And so we played with new, the new cards, but none of the new roles. Just, we just ended up not doing it. So I can't comment on that. Um, but it, you know, it was fun as ever. And then we played Time's Up a few times and, uh, I, I, we just hadn't played that in a long time, and it's such a good game. I will play Time's Up anytime. So many laughs, so many great things. Uh, I'm just remembering things that happened because Time's Up is amazing and creates great moments. And then we played Secret Hitler, and that was really great. And um, one of the guys came out about mid-game as a fascist, and... We just thought, wow, that was really gutsy. It was at this point in the game. It seemed kind of early, and he just came right out. We thought, well, he's probably not Hitler. I mean, he can't be Hitler, right? No, Hitler wouldn't make himself so known. Um, sure enough, he was Hitler, and they ended up winning the game. It was pretty incredible, and he played it really well. So that was frustrating because I was a good guy. Finally, we played Castles of Burgundy because one of the guys hadn't played it before, and the rest of us are, had played it a ton, and he had never had so we played it, and this game is, if you haven't played Castle of Burnie, you owe it to yourself to get it and play it. It is probably my favorite Stefan Feld game, which is saying something because I love practically everything he's ever done. It is really reasonably priced. I see it on Amazon all the time for like $22, $25. You will get your money's worth out of that much, paying that much into that game. It's such a great game. It's a dice, kind of a dice worker placement game. Well, maybe not worker placement. Anyway, you're rolling dice and using those dice to do different actions on the board. It works really well with all the player counts. Four is kind of long. I actually think it's best with two, which is remarkable for um, you know, for most games. So it scales really well. It plays really well. Now I've I said you can get it really cheaply. Now you might end up spending that much again on all the different expansions that there are, because there are tons of different little expansions that might only add four tiles to the game or a couple of cards or something and um just ways to upgrade it ways to refresh it castles of burgundy is a classic game and you 
owe it to yourself to own it and play it. It's so good, so good, so good. So that was my uh, quite busy game night. Uh, let us know about any games you've been playing or if you've played some of these games that AJ and I have talked about. And uh, we'll talk to you later. Thanks for listening. Bye. Thanks for joining us today. Board Games FM is powered by TheologyofGames.com. Don't forget to head over to TheologyofGames.com to check out all we have to offer, including written reviews, our YouTube channel, and two other podcasts. If you enjoyed this show, don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review us on iTunes, Google Play, or wherever you're listening. Thanks for listening, and go put a game on the table.